I'm glad, glad that, uh, that you are with us. Uh, before I actually uh, start the lesson, I wanted to, uh, to wanted you to take note of something today in the newspaper as I turned just inside the, the front page there. There was a great big picture here. It's, uh, it's CHI Memorial on the Chattanooga Heart Institute welcoming the three new doctors to their team. That is Richard Sprouse, and so I, I, if you don't have one of these, this one is for you, okay? I know they're very proud of him. If you heard the lesson this morning, which was about getting along and being peaceable in the world that we live in, such, such as it is, you might say that tonight is part two. I want you to know, before I even start, that I love our country very much. Uh, my lesson last Sunday and my lesson tonight, it might seem as though I am uh, anti-American and that, and that I am, am criticizing our nation. I don't want to be here. Please, please don't get that idea. It's just the opposite. I, I'm very proud to be an American. I'm proud to live right where I do, right here in this valley. I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm very happy about that. And I, and I love our country, but I am worried about our country. I am truly worried about America and the direction that we are going. I, I truly believe that the reason we were able to win two world wars, become the military and economic power that we are in this world is because God was helping us. He was on our side. I, I actually do believe that. He blessed us. Now, it seems that we are getting further away. We are slipping further and further away from the God who blessed us and helped us and put us in the position that we are in. And I find myself praying more for our country than I ever have in my life. You know, you always, I guess as you... As you're, especially maybe in the last 20 years or so, you find yourself, uh, occasionally you'll, you'll think of it when you're saying your prayers, oh, oh yeah, and Lord, uh, please, uh, God bless America. But now, <laughs> man, it's, it's every day for me, two or three times a day, uh, uh, lots of times. We have seen so many uh, awful things happening on the news over the last... Uh, several weeks and why why is why is this happening what's going on here you listen to the politicians you listen to the social activists and i i appreciate their their opinions i i even agree with them uh, sometimes i do not every time but sometimes i do but there never seems to be a a, a really good solution can you uh, can you believe do away with our Police forces, can you imagine? Un unthinkable uh, to me. Uh, we, need, we need more more gun control. Let's go out there and get everybody's guns away from them. I can't help but think back to when I was growing up right here in this neighborhood. There were a lot of young men at, uh, at that time. We, at this time of the year, we could just put the word out in the neighborhood, hey, we're going to have a baseball game 
this afternoon, and we'd have enough guys there for two teams. There were a lot of young men at that time. And I'll tell you something else about those young men. They all liked to hunt, and we all had guns. I all had guns uh, readily accessible at our house. Someone would say on the bus coming home, hey, let's go squirrel hunting this evening. I just walked into my dad's bedroom, and there was a wide selection leaning against the wall right there, and i just get the one I wanted. And I promise you, just about every young man in this community had that same access. Not once did we ever shoot at each other. We knew better. We were taught better. We were trained better than that. We, we had plenty of guns, plenty of ammo. We never tried to shoot each other. But we've heard all of this before. We've heard it over and over, and yet it seems to be getting worse and worse. I truly believe that to get to the real cause of all of this and the real cure... We've got to talk about God, and we've got to talk about the Bible, and we've got to talk about what's right and what's wrong. We've got to talk about what is good and what is evil. We have to be honest with ourselves and talk about those things. But that's not politically correct in our day. You're not supposed to talk about God, the true God in heaven. You're not supposed to do that. And, and you certainly better not bring the Bible up. You know, that, that can't be done. If you do, modern media will be all over you really, really, really quickly. But I believe the reason that we live in such a violent society is the absence of God in the lives of so many people today. Children have never been taught the Bible, and they don't have a biblical example to, to look at. In my day, when, when I was a young man, even, even our dads, for the most part, perhaps who were not good church-going Christians, we still learned from them how to use that gun. We still learned from them how to behave, how to to act and how to treat other people. We had that example to look at, and that's what we learned from. But now, a lot of our young people don't, don't have any concept of right or wrong. They don't have the Bible, and they don't have that example. Way back in 1798, John Adams said, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. And he, he added to that, it is, it is wholly inadequate to govern any other kind. More and more, it, it seems like uh, John Adams knew what he was talking about 200 years ago. And no matter what some of our intellectuals might tell us, our nation was founded on biblical principles. When our founding fathers put freedom of religion into the Constitution, they had two reasons for that. One was to make sure that we could all worship freely without fear of persecution. The other was to make sure that there would not be a state-supported religion, which is very common in Europe uh, in their day. And they wanted to make sure that, that that did not happen here, but now our Constitution has been twisted 
misconstrued, misrepresented, taken out of context. And they tell us in our public buildings we can have no semblance of the Bible or of Jesus Christ or of the Ten Commandments or can't pray in our public tax-supported tax schools. You, you can't do those things now. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, there is no way that our founding fathers intended for it to be that way. The men who framed our Constitution never, 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 ever intended that it would be that way. But when we take the Bible and a knowledge of just what is right and what is wrong, when we take that away from people... What can we expect to happen? What, what should we expect? There's a passage in Galatians chapter 5. And it starts at verse 22. Paul refers to it as the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. But, but, but folks, people have got to want to live that way. You, you can't just legislate it. You can't just say, okay, here's, here's what you got to do, all of you three million people in America. It doesn't work like that. People have to want to do that. You cannot just legislate it. People have to want to do the right thing. And when we separate ourselves from that, this is a, this is a sad statement. It makes us a nation of hate. It makes us a nation of intolerance. A nation of, of violence. Without God and a respect for those things that are right, then there will be no respect for human life. There will be no respect for the rights of other people. Our country needs to accept that God is, is the real solution to all of the things that we are seeing in our country today. God in a belief in God, a faith in God, trying to practice God's word. That's, that's the solution. That would fix it all. Have you thought about that? Have you ever thought of it? That would fix it all. If we just had that. And I saw uh, just recently where, I don't know if you're familiar with Sean King. He is one of our social activists in our country today, he is saying now that even the statues around our country that are supposed to depict Jesus Christ, even they've got to come down. They're, they're too white. <clears throat> I couldn't help but think, <laughs> being a college football fan when I saw that, I couldn't help but think about the Notre Dame campus. I've, if you've ever watched college football, uh, 
a telecast from Notre Dame University, just over the top of, of the rim of the stadium, you can see their great big statue of, of Jesus, great big tall statue. And, and Jesus, the way, it's, it's almost comical. That statue is depicted with, with Jesus doing this, and they call him the touchdown Jesus. And I, and I couldn't help but think that when folks go after that statue, I think they're going to run into a little opposition. I may be wrong. I think the folks there at Notre Dame are going to be reluctant to let them take down touchdown, touchdown Jesus. But until, until we accept God and God's Word, I, I fear we're just going to continue to see more and more bad news. And as we were talking about this morning, maybe, maybe we can't change the whole world, but remember Paul said, as, as much as depends on you, let us live peaceably with all men. Let us, let us be trying to do all that we can in our little corner of this world to, to steer our country back towards God, and, and, and I hope that you will join me in, in praying daily for our country, that we will, that we will turn back to God. And, and when, when people meet us, when the people, when people meet John Hargis, even whether it's somebody he sees all the time, or maybe a total stranger that he's just getting acquainted with, they're going to see a person who is peaceable, a person who wishes to do no harm to anyone of any race, creed, color, or, or background. We wish to do no harm to anyone. Our, our only goal and our only purpose is to try to do good and to preach the gospel of peace. Let us make sure and our little piece of this earth. That's what people are seeing and praying that others will do so as well. Tonight, as we offer the Lord's invitation, again, this, this morning I finished by saying, we offer to you the gospel of peace. Well, that, that's what we're doing. If you've never been obedient to that gospel, you can do so this, this very night. Repentance of sins. Confessing the name of Jesus Christ, immersion in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins. Perhaps you have been a Christian but have fallen away. Give up those things that caused you to stray. Come back, ask for the prayers of the church, and be restored. If you're subject to the Lord's invitation, please let it be known while we stand and sing.